Dexter Stucky presents Industry Friends. Welcome to another edition of Industry Friends. I'm your host, Dexter Stuckey. Excited to be here. We have in the building today, Mr. Sid Booker Jr. Welcome to the show, Sid Booker. Hey, Dexter. How you doing, man? Thank you. Thanks for, thanks for letting me come. No problem. So anytime someone talks about seafood in the city, they talk about your family's establishment, uh, mm-hmm. Sid Booker's. Like, everyone talks about it. it, it like, I work at um, iHeartMedia. People in the building legit like love the food there. Yeah, we uh we've been in business quite quite a long time. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a long thing running. So you know, that, you know it's one of the staples I mm-hmm. can say. Absolutely. Now I start off every show with a personal story, and usually it's if I met the person, or if I know them, whatever. I talk like you know give some type of back like a backstory about how we met and stuff. But like our situation is different. Like right. and I've been running to that a lot this season, where it's people that I don't actually know yet. Because we met, like, through a mutual friend and, like, through a project, basically. Right. And so what I do, like, when I don't know the person, I play, like, a little game called What About Your Friends? <laughs> okay. So right. since you're in the restaurant industry, I think I should just have you uh, settle this debate. <laughs> when it okay. comes to grits, do you put sugar on them or do you put salt and pepper on them? <sighs> Honestly? Mm-hmm. Put a little bit of all of it. And and at one, and yeah, like, I put I put this is what I do when I make them. Okay. Let me put it to you this way: when I make them myself, I put a little bit of sugar in it, mm-hmm. maybe a spoon two of sugar, and then when I sit down to actually eat it, put a little salt and pepper on. Gotcha. Okay. Personal preference. Personal <laughs> preference. Does ketchup go on eggs? No, not for me. Really? Not for me. I mean, if it you know if it intermingles when you're having like some <laughs> some home fries uh-huh. or something like that, then maybe so it could touch it. Okay. But I'm not specifically putting it on, on my <laughs> eggs. <laughs> I can't eat eggs without ketchup on them. Oh boy. Yeah. I, unless I do like the sunny side up eggs, then I won't do it. But okay. if they're scrambled eggs, it's okay. got to have ketchup in it. Nah, me, I'm no ketchup on the eggs. Me, I, I I'm one of those guys like I don't like a lot of condiments because I like to taste the true food. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that has a lot to do chef. with my ba- yeah. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Being the background and stuff like that, I like to be able to get a taste for it now and then. If I start putting condiments and stuff like that on there, then you know it says something about your food. Mm-hmm. You know what's crazy? I I've gotten to this thing now where I've been trying to eat like healthier or whatever. Yeah. So I don't like season my food anymore. Like I like. I'll sprinkle like sea salt on it and I might do like cracked black pepper on it, but like that's it. Like I really like basic now. Well, I mean, you can always get into fresh herbs. You don't necessarily have to, you know what I'm saying, stop putting flavor in your food just because you're trying to lose weight or Mm -hmm. you're trying to eat healthier, so to speak. Put some herbs in there. Put some rosemary on there. Put some thyme on there. Put some, you know, put some fresh garlic See, this in is, there. This is what you know I'm saying. You. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't cut yourself short with flavor just because you know you're like, oh well, I got to eat bland food now because mm-hmm. I'm trying to, you know, eat healthier. No, that's not true. You can always spice it up with a little something. You'll be See, all right. This is why I needed you here today because I've been struggling. <laughs> <laughs> like that sea salt just ain't doing it. Yeah, like, and you know it's always you know pinch a little sea salt here and there, and then you got your like I said, you know my favorite my favorite herbs. I love rosemary. I love thyme. I love garlic. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, it all depends on what type of dishes I'm making. So, um, you know, don't 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 sell yourself don't short. Cheat yourself. Yeah. Now uh, the last the last portion of the what about your friends is uh, two truths and a lie. Can okay. you tell me two truths about you and one lie? And I'll see if I can guess which one's the okay. lie. All right. Uh, two truths and a lie. Let me think right off the top of my head. Um, I went to Valley Forge Military Academy. Okay. Um, I hate cooking, mm-hmm. and I actually love seafood. Well, oh, that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I think the lies that you that you like cooking. Uh, I I would I would say that is. Because it's probably you're probably one of those people that like that everyone. Does it so, yeah, yeah, everybody knows you know how to cook, yeah. so it's like when there's a function coming up. I'm always at. Sid's got us. Yeah, yeah. I'm always at. Trust me, trust me. I'm always <laughs> at. Like, or I'll, I'll get like caught up. You know, I'm at a friend's house or something like that, and they'll start making dinner and stuff. Be like, yo, what should you put in here? <laughs> no, should I do it this way? Um, can I? And then next thing you know, I'm you're at cooking. the stove. Oh, that's genius. So, it, it, <laughs> that, now that is smart. Like the friends that do that, yeah, like that's yeah. Oh, that's my smart. best friend does it all the time. He he's always like my best friend Mikel. He's always like, uh, you know, um, yo, I'm about to make dinner tonight, and we'll be sitting there talking, and then I, and the funny thing, we always end up in the kitchen. I'm at the table, mm-hmm. and he'll be telling me what he's making, and then me being me, I'm like, oh man, don't put that in there. <laughs> you know, oh, See, man. that's your fault. And, then, and then it's like next thing you know, I'm I'm sitting there, and then. It, the roles are reversed. He's sitting at the table, and you. I'm at the stove. He like, yeah, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> and it, it's it's hilarious. It always happens. That's genius. Now your start in in the industry is a little untraditional. So like your, your father started the business, right? And then did you did you always want to be a part of it, or was it just like you uh, fell into it? Yes and no. You know, uh, sometimes. I mean, of course, I was always into it. I, I grew up there, you know, because not only is it a uh, seafood spot, we have a we have a bar, um, we three floors, and so it always was like a staple for, you know, nightclub mm-hmm. and stuff like that. People coming to party because Pop actually started. He had the Uptown Theater, mm-hmm. and what happened was him being a, a general manager at the Uptown. Uh, working with the, uh, Mr. Milgram, and then and he would have all the acts come in, Stevie Wonder, Jackson Makes 5, it, yep. all that. So he opened, and he ended up buying a bar, buying this club. That was where all the after parties would be from the uh, from coming from the uptown. Okay. So this is how that all got started. It's smart. Man. And then once he, you know, once he got that underway, his thing was like, how how sh- how should I decide how I what. First, he was going to sell chicken wings. Mm-hmm. You know, if he'll tell you, he'll tell you the story. So he was going to sell chicken wings, and he said, "You know what? I want to be different. I'm going to sell shrimp." I was about to say because there's a lot of like yeah. chicken wing spot. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, "I want to be different. I want to sell shrimp." And then you know, he started selling shrimp, and that, the rest is history. You oh. know, so I kind of like, you know, some days, uh, you know, when you're younger, you you hate the shadows, mm-hmm. like living in a shadow. But then you just kind of you realize once you get older, like. Oh, this is what the legacy dad was yeah. working for all his life. So, you know, now I take I take very much pride in being where I am. I was going to ask you, do you feel like you're, like, not probably not now, but before, like, did you feel like you were in the shadow? I mean, like, you guys are doing, like, the same thing yeah. business-wise. You have his name. Like, yeah, and that and that's the biggest thing. People always introduce me as Sid Booker's son. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and sometimes when you were, you know, when I was younger, and it's not, you know, it's not a, you know, uh, you know, any any way my dad is my hero so mm-hmm. you know that's 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 just what it is but sometimes you want your own individual sure. individuality yeah. as a as a man you know what i'm saying so you know but i i can't remember a time where i didn't you know that was just what i i'm his son yeah. you know that, yeah. that, that's that's what it is and and i follow you know every he teaches me Every, he still teaches me to this day, trust me. Uh, and I always get like a, okay, you know you should do this and you know you should do that. And maybe you should try this a little bit different and stuff. But, you know, I, I soak it up like a sponge yeah. because the man's been in business all his life. Which is rare, too. You know what like, I mean? And he's he has the uh, he is the only African-American in the city of Philadelphia to have a liquor license as long as he has wow. in the same place. Yeah. 
So that right there, it's just it, knowing, it says a lot. Yeah, yeah, he has a lot of historical facts that you know that you know that he he's should put them up like plaques on the wall. So like when oh, you trust me, he actually, you know, some he actually, you know, that they actually recognize mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. He has in his office, he has them, and you know, and it's a proud thing yeah, to it, see that. Yeah, especially knowing where he came from and knowing you know high school dropout and what he has accomplished, it, it says a lot for mm-hmm. the man that he is. Now, as far as you, like, so say you're back in high school, you're getting ready to graduate high school. What was your mindset like? Like, because you know you have the, the, the business side yeah. that you can get into, yeah. but also, like, you wanted to create your own identity. So, like, what were you? I was actually in high school, a <laughs> funny thing. I was in tech school for culinary arts. Really? Yeah, I was in tech school. You knew was, you were going to be doing this. I kind of, and, and you know, uh, back in my mind, yeah, I mean, you know, you dibble and dabble in a few other ventures and stuff like that. And uh, But when I was in 11th grade, I started at Votech School for Culinary Arts. By the time the end of 11th grade came, I was shop president. I was student ambassador. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was on the honor roll. So it was kind of like, you know, it was just second nature to me to do all that. So, you know, I went to Sheltonham High School and uh they had our Montgomery County Vote Technical School. So it was it was just what I did. Mm-hmm. You know, and then when I um you know, of course I played sports and all that stuff, football, track and I loved that. And, you know, everybody thinks, you know, maybe I'll go pro and all right, I don't know. But <laughs> other than that, you know, uh and besides from like maybe being in law enforcement, I didn't really have any other type of passion other than cooking what was the law enforcement experience like well our family is integrated with 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 law enforcement okay so you know it, it's just it's just there mm-hmm. you know what i mean and my mom used to my mom worked you know uh for the for the phone company and but she handled like the wire tapping mm-hmm. and stuff like that back in the day so she was integrated in law enforcement i have brothers that are police officers my dad was actually chief deputy sheriff mm-hmm. uh for years you know and i was in the sheriff's department with him and stuff like that so it was just a lot law enforcement was there too but what what, what were you doing like with him i would just like you know i, I would be there you know, drive them around, stuff like that. Okay. You know, it, it, it was fun. It was okay. Fun. So you, you have that. But the aspect of cooking just kind of always was like, <laughs> it just was like, ah, it would always dri- creep up. Going to drive this car. It, yeah, yeah, cook, yeah, yeah. It just, you know, it just cre- it'd creep up and you'd just be like, you know what? I'm going to go cook such and such. And then <laughs> next thing you know, that's just what I love. Yeah. Yeah, I love cooking. Now, your education field track is kind of interesting too. So, like, you started off. I started off with culinary arts. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that I wanted to do it was I always had a, and that was a crazy thing. I had it set in my mind how I wanted to do it. I wanted to do, uh, you know, when you're opening a restaurant, most people that open them who are chefs uh, know the back of the house mm-hmm. but don't know the front of the mm-hmm. house. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to actually know the back of the house as long as the front of the house, as long as, you know, the the, the business aspect in the whole. Mm-hmm. So that's why I went to school for culinary arts at uh, Wanna Hill. Well, I started, like I said, at uh, Votech School in, uh, in Sheltonham. And then I went to the restaurant school at Wanna Hill College. After I finished there, I went to actually community college mm-hmm. for just an associate's degree in hotel and restaurant management. And then I'm like, you know what? That's not enough. So let me go get my uh, let me go get my communications degree. So I, that's what I'm. I just feel like that to me would cover every aspect of 
education yeah. that you can get because but at the same time we still grow and we still learn every day you know what i mean so and it makes sense for your business yeah. too yeah when i was in high school you couldn't tell me i wasn't going to be like in working in like a hotel a hotel or like something like cooking wise because there was like this this program they had it was hrt hotel restaurant and tourism okay i was like Similar. obsessed Similar. with it i was yeah. like this is this is my thing and then 11th grade i got hit with like marketing and advertising. I was like, oh, never mind. This is my thing here. But for those who don't know, can you explain what the front of the house and the back of the house is? Okay, so the uh, you know, the back of the house is exactly what you would think it is. It's the kitchen. It's the on the line. It's the making the menus. It's the, it's the making the plates, making everything look great. And the reason why it's called culinary arts is because people don't realize it's an art to cooking. Mm-hmm. And culinary, you know, it's food. So it's a it's an art to actually making a dish because people eat with their eyes. Before you even put the food on the table, that's why you always see the menu pictures at, you know, restaurants mm-hmm. or in a in a menu that you're looking at. They always look so good and so inviting. And not necessarily be what you get on your plate For when sure. you, <laughs> when you get it, but the whole the whole gist of it is is to design something. You're an artist. You're back there, you're you're creating. And so that's the that's the back of the house. The front of the house is, you know, the wait staff, the the hosts, the managers and stuff like that. You know, so that's what, you know, the when you ever hear anybody use the term front and back of the house, mm-hmm. those are the two things, two sides they're referring to. Sometimes the two sides clash, but at the end of the day they have to work together for Absolutely. the business or the restaurant to be able to function in this capacity that it's supposed to. You said that people um, eat with their eyes, which I totally agree with. As a chef, how do you feel about people when they get their food and comes out and they pick their phone up and start taking pictures of it? Like, does that bother you? Because nah. it's like, eat the food or is it like, oh, keep nah, doing it? Like, keep doing that. Okay. That, that, number one is free advertisement. Yes. Marketing. You should know that. <laughs> it's free advertising, number one. Uh, number two, it actually makes you feel good because somebody just to, to look at your plate and like, yo, this is all that. I have to take a picture of that. Yeah. That that's that that that's great, you know, you know. So it's you know people eat like I said, they eat with their eyes, they they eat with their nose before you even take a bite. Your eyes, your nose, and touch, you're already eating mm-hmm. because the fact of when you see it, when you smell it, when you touch your plate, is it cold for a salad? Is it warm for a hot dish? Right. You dig know what I'm saying? So it already sets your senses up to. All right, this is about to be good. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> yeah. that that right there, all those things, take as many pictures as you want. So yeah, I actually don't mind that. Okay. Me personally. The, one of the reasons I ask because, like, I know people who, like, cook on their own. Like, my mom does that. She cooks. Mm-hmm. And, like, when, like, the food comes out, like, we'll go and we'll grab our phones to take the pictures of it or whatever. And she gets annoyed by it because it's like, just eat the food. But, like, if you're working in a restaurant, it's a total different, like, yeah. like ball game. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. But no, even at home, like me myself, like I'll take pictures of the food because really? I want to see. But you know, um, by many words, I, sometimes I feel like I'm a perfectionist, you mm-hmm. know, especially when it comes to food. I'm, um, I'm sure <laughs> I like to set up a plate. Like you know, you know, I'll set up a plate and garnish it. Mind you, it's just for me, you know. And I'll have parsley all sprinkled around. It's the visual. And I'll have, it's, it's like I want to feel the same way somebody else feels yeah. when they eat. So I, I do it. I do it all the time. What's your favorite thing to cook? Ah, it's kind of hard. Of course, people will say shrimp, but uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> that I could do in my sleep. But um, honestly, I like Italian. Okay, I'm an Italian guy. Like I like to 
make a pasta, make a sauce, um, you know, white sauce, a red sauce, a wine sauce. It, you know, I'm a sauce guy. I like I like to make some sauces, dip, you know, roll them in some, you know, some noodles or something like that. I'll switch up my noodles. You'll go from fettuccine, maybe some spaghetti, even some bow tie. You know, it all it all depends. And then so throw hungry. a little, throw a little, <laughs> <laughs> throw a little, depending on how I'm feeling, throw a little meat in there, you know, maybe some some sausage or some prosciutto or, you know, it all, you know, some 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 shrimp, of course. And then, you know, uh, maybe some chicken or some beef, some steak. It, you know, it all depends yeah, on yeah. the food I'm in, yeah. It's, it's really funny that you say that because with me, like I've I watch like Food Network stuff, and mm-hmm. I'll see like the um, the tasty ads come up on like uh, Facebook and stuff, and yeah. I'll try to like recreate some of those meals. And I remember when I made it was like a, a, a Cajun pasta I made one time, mm-hmm. and because there's certain restaurants I go to, and I get like the same thing at right. every restaurant. But then I was like, I want to try to do this on my own. And yeah. I saw it come up, and I made it. I made my own sauce. Like I used like the heavy cream, and I like made a sauce. Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't tell me anything after that. Like when you do things like that, and it it's like feel, it yeah, makes you like, feel good. I did this. Yeah. Like I made this sauce, especially if it's edible, and you're like, "Yes, it's actually delicious." <laughs> and you know, it's just it just makes you feel good to know that you accomplished it. I don't know why. It yeah. just it's, it's just a thing. Like I see people do it all the time. Like I, you know, I've been back to like CCP. Like some of my instructors, Linda Carroll Pitts, who used, uh, was the educational director there or dean for. Mm-hmm. She used to have me back to come and speak to the class and and you know do dishes and stuff like that you know it you'd be surprised like just to see somebody accomplish something that you set for it and that they've never done before i love to see that following a recipe like it's kind of hard work like it's not like the easiest thing to do because it's like especially when it comes like measuring and stuff like that it's like that's the hard part the funny thing is uh you know i'm a chef by treat uh but i'm also when i get frustrated and when i'm having one of my days you want to know i bake okay because baking requires concentration and measurement. Yeah. Like, so you got to block everything else out. You got to make sure you're measuring this baking powder right. You got to make sure you're doing this flour right. You got to get the right type. And it's all, if you want to see the finished product, you got to make sure you're concentrating, getting everything right. Mm-hmm. And when you're cooking a dish, when people set up recipes, me, myself, like having to actually build recipes and do stuff like that, that's a part of, um, you know, becoming a chef. You actually have to take those courses and do it yourself. So, um, that to me, you can always vary. Like you know, when you get a recipe, sometimes you don't like spices in there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can cut that out, or you don't want chili in there because it's hot, or you don't want you know a little bit of sugar because you're diabetic. You know, you with those when people put recipes in front of me, I just kind of do my thing. Even though yeah. I see what you have in there, I'm a taste guy. If it doesn't taste right to me, I, I won't do it. It's funny that you say that too because I have been doing Blue Apron for a little bit. Okay, and, and they send you the stuff. They send all this just, stuff, yeah. and I'm like, I don't know what this is. I'm not gonna put this in there. <laughs> and, so, and yeah, you do it. That's yeah. how, you know. That's what I said. Like when you're doing actually, you know, making a dish, you can you can tweak it. Mm-hmm. But like when you're baking, you gotta concentrate. You gotta. I gotta make sure I got the right amount of baking powder. I gotta make sure I got the right amount of yeast because then you think about it. It won't rise. Yes. You're looking, you'll have a flat piece of bread or a flat, <laughs> you know, you'd be like, God, what happened uh-huh. to this? So, you know. And you know it's you. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I do when I'm when I'm frustrated. You, you come to the house and it'll be like, oh, Sid must have had one of those days. He got <laughs> cookies and cakes and donuts. <laughs> so. That's funny. Now, if a person wants to follow in your footsteps and like, like get into the culinary field, mm-hmm. what advice would you have for them? Do it. Um, To me, you know. Everybody that does it, some people do it just 
as a, you know, all right, I'm just doing something to do. And some people do it because they actually have a passion. To mm-hmm. me, once you start it, and like I said, you see, and you start cooking, it's something about cooking. It's something about, you know, you get a raw beef tenderloin, and then next thing you know, you got, you know, you done made this fantastic dish. You got yourself some some rice pilaf with a with two two silver dollars of uh, beef tenderloin around the side with a vegetable medley or something like that. And you just <laughs> looking at it like, dang, I created that. Yeah. It, it does something to you, I, no matter who you are. You know what I'm saying? So I believe that, you know, if you have the niche, get into it. Yeah. Or just try it out at home. Like people are home chefs now. Don't you know? Don't knock the home chef. You know. Yes, I went to school, and yes, I you know I, I got you know trained. I went overseas for you know school and stuff like that. So I've done a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. But don't knock the home chef. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They 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 got some good cooking. Too. No, I, I mean that's what a lot of us. That's what we're used to. Yeah. Like that's where it kind of starts. For, yeah. yeah, yeah. You say you went overseas to learn like learn the trade. Well, what happened was I actually um, I went to China. Uh, I went to Hong Kong, Beijing, and Macau. I won a um, scholarship to go and study abroad um, in my, actually from CCP. Okay. Um, So it was a national scholarship award that they give to maybe, you know, about five or so students or something like that. And I happened to be one of those students to to win that. And we went overseas, uh, you know, about, uh, I think it was in total about two and a half weeks. And it just, you learned all different types of things. Like, we actually got to meet these different people in different cultures and learn different, eat street food and learn both sides of it and live, you know, like they lived. Like, sometimes we were in fancy hotels and sometimes we were not in fancy hotels, (laughs) so to speak. But, you know, we got to meet the, like, I got to meet the CEO of Bentley because we went to Sofitel and they were doing a convention for Bentley. So I got to meet the owner of Sofitel and Bentley all in the same. It was, it was like the, some of the experience I had is like, you know, crazy. I I like the, (laughs) so at this portion of the show, I always ask my guests, like, what's next for them? But like, based on what you just said, like, would you like write a book or anything like that? Nah. Uh-uh. Okay. Nah, I say that for my dad. Okay. His is more interesting than mine. I just got a little. Yours is growing though. <laughs> it's, it's growing. There. It's growing. It's growing. But you know, his is more interesting. And it's funny, like we, I look at like he did music, and I actually did music for a little while. Like my friend, my best friend is uh, uh, Eddie Clement or Eddie Hustle. He is a Grammy Award winning uh, uh, producer. Mm-hmm. He wrote "You Remind Me" for Usher. He's done. Girl Talk for TLC, 112, he's done Boys to Men, Changing Faces. Like, he's done a lot of things, and this is, like, my man. So he would bring me with him. Like, he'd be oh, like, come crazy. on. And then next thing you know, we're on tour together, and then he puts me as general manager as, of his company. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I've done a lot of different things. And, you know, you go and, you know, next thing you know, you're on the, the movie set with Tyrese for uh-huh. Four Brothers and you're up in Toronto and you're like, wait a minute, they're shooting this in Detroit <laughs> and you're looking, you're on a soundstage. It's like so many things I, I can't, I can't say I haven't done. I, my aunt used to be in radio, uh, Mary Mason. Mm-hmm. She, you know, she was a big figure in my life. She would have me in the studio and I'd be sitting right in the corner and I'd just be listening to her, yeah. watch her interview, you know, Danny Glover and people like that and Julius Irvin, like the things... You know, I can say I've had a good life, but I, clearly, <laughs> <laughs> but but pops is a little better. <laughs> what what is next for you though? Um, hopefully, you know, with all I want to put all these degrees to work. 
Let's yeah. put them all to work. You know, um, I really feel like I, I, you know, I'm still learning. Um, every day I'm learning. Um, I don't. I feel like nobody can ever know enough. You know, the the goal will ultimately be, you know, the franchise. Okay. I would love to have Sid Booker's nationally. Um, you know, we have a good product, a quality product, um, something I feel that all people can enjoy. Um, you know, um, price point. I feel like you know it doesn't matter. You know. It could be a treat for some people or it could be, you know, an everyday thing for others. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like that is something that I could really get behind. And, and of course, it, it has a track record, you know, and people will really enjoy it, you know, especially to take it national. You know, Pop is Pop in itself is well known. Shoot, he has his own day in New Orleans and he's not even from New Orleans. It's crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. He gave him the key to New Orleans because back in the day he used to be president of the National Bar Association, all the black-owned bars in the country. Makes sense. And okay. he was the president of that, and he would have all his uh, conventions in New Orleans. So from him bringing so much money, money into yeah. the city, they ended up giving him the key. So, like, that type of stuff like there, like that name, you know, the name, our name is a brand. Mm-hmm. And so my my whole goal is to continue to build our brand so my daughter, Sydney, um, so she can also have something, you know, to, to 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 be proud of as the way I am of my father. That is that <laughs> now that is amazing. Yeah. Um. If you guys did like start the franchise, would you take it to New Orleans first, or do you have like? Oh boy, I. That's that's the thing. You know, you would have to because one thing I would have to figure out is how am I going to give these people, and this is where the research and all that stuff comes in. How am I give these people the quality? of what they get here everywhere else. Yeah, because you won't be everywhere. And I won't be everywhere. So, you know, I'll I'll take it slow. You know, first I think we'll do, like, the East Coast where I could get the things quickly and stuff like that. And then as time progresses, you know, set up little hubs somewhere, Mm -hmm. then I can start branching out further across the country. But, you know, eventually we'll end up in New Orleans. We might have a little fight because, you know, they think they know everything. Shrimp flies down there. I mean, and it makes sense, too, but they definitely think that they, like, yeah, yeah, but you know, but you know, sometimes hey, listen, sometimes some people can teach you some stuff, and I, like I said, we learn every day. So, yeah. I, you know, maybe I could teach them a thing or two about some good fried shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that is amazing. Uh, I close every show asking uh, my guests for their puzzle pieces. Mm-hmm. So, a puzzle piece is basically the way I look at it. Like everything is basically what you just said. We're learning every day, so right. it's like a blank canvas, and we're putting different pieces together to connect. Right. So, if you had to give give someone your puzzle piece, like a mantra, a quote. Something that you live by, what would it be? Never give up. Keep going. My thing is, you know, no matter what you do, yes, you're going to, sometimes you fail. Mm-hmm. Sometimes things don't go your way. Sometimes you get discouraged. Sometimes you want to give up. But anything worth having, it's always a struggle to get to. So you never give up. You always keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? You live, you live life to the fullest. You know, you take everything as a learning experience and you put it all together and you move on. It's so funny that you say that, too, because like your like your story really parallels that, too. Like you you could have just jumped right into the restaurant business right out of high school. But you decided, no, I'm going to do some other stuff and I'm going to hone my skills in this. And then now, like, like, look look where you are now. I'm I'm feeling, you know, and, and now, you know, you feel good. You become, you know, become a parent and stuff like that. And you feel like now. It took a minute because, you know, back in the day you used to look at dad and like, dang, he never get to spend, never come to my yeah, football yeah. game, never do this. But when you get old enough and you actually see what it took 
to build yep. the, and he has a legacy mm-hmm. whatever it took to build his legacy now i understand a lot more so that's why i say you know i want something for my you know the same yeah. thing and she's proud of her grandpa don't get it wrong but i also want her to be like proud of my you. dad yeah. did something too yeah you know so it really sucks though she's gonna have to name her child sid or sitting I, like she, she doesn't have a choice like she well, can't break listen, it <laughs> this is what, what, it, what it was with her she you know i i gave her a break we changed the spelling of her name. Okay. You know, so we changed the spelling of her name. Hers is C-Y-D-N-E-Y. My R's is S-I-D-N-E-Y. So, you know, we gave her a little break, and she doesn't have the whole name. She's just <laughs> Sid Booker. Like, okay. she, her middle name is different than ours. So, you know, but she she's proud of her name. That's great. She's proud of her That's name great. the same way I'm proud of mine. Um, Sid, like, one last thing is mm-hmm. that, like, where can people find you, like, on social media or? Well, honestly, I'm... I'm not a big social media person. Okay. I, I, I dibble and dabble a little bit, you know what I'm saying? But uh, to me, and people trust me, I know I got to get on social media. I got to get, you know, because <laughs> I have a lot of people that actually promote us on social media. Yeah. People will send me text messages. Gilly always posts stuff. And just the other day he was there. He was like, hey, you know, I'm going to put. He mm-hmm. posts all the time. You got people like Dawn Staley, Samore. When she comes, she posts like all these different types of figures. They always post. I hear about them and but I you see, don't them. see them. Oh, and, okay. and, and, and you know, the average person posts all the time. Mm-hmm. Listen, I see that. Now, that my friends are showing me like, yo, this is crazy. This person posts like, you know, and. And social media is a monster, yeah. and I and I really have to get on and really start being a a, a big presence on there. So I'm especially not, with these communication classes, yeah, yeah, trust. And, and you want to know something? This is me getting into it because mm-hmm. this mass communication class that I'm taking right here is like you know she's really my 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 professor has really opened me up to like okay, listen, I understand what you're doing. You got a great track record, but free advertisement, is free advertisement. Yeah. Because nowadays social media is free advertising for, sure. for a lot of for a lot of companies and a lot of businesses. So, you know, I have to make a sit I'm gonna make a sit book a shrimp page and I'm gonna do all that and we're gonna get that together. So <laughs> be looking for that. That's that's coming that's coming very soon. Okay. Thank you once again for, for coming in today. This was this was great. I feel like inspired now <laughs> it's it's crazy because like like when i was coming into it i'm like you know like this will be fun because i can kind of talk to somebody who's a chef i want to talk to more entrepreneurs like this is great but now i'm like i want to do something else i want to do more stuff like yeah, i'm you got to. super inspired now yeah i appreciate it thanks for having me no this, thanks this, for this coming. was great this was great <laughs> Guys, this has been another edition of Industry Friends. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Industry Friends. I am the host, Dexter Stuckey. If you liked what you heard, do me a favor and rate the show. Subscribe to the show. Review the show. Repost the show. Please tell your friends about it. I really appreciate it. Industry Friends, your audio foot in the door. Industry Friends.